reaching Israel and the world. Shalom, beloved children of God. I always want to open each episode with the words Baruch Hashem, which is Hebrew for blessed is the name of the Lord, bless the name of the Lord. Cynthia, it's another great day. We're getting ready, as you know, to enter into the most holy time of year on the calendar that the Lord gave us in the book of Leviticus. We're entering into His holy fall days that are His appointments for His people to meet with Him. Wow, and they're called rehearsals. We're to, he's calling us to rehearse, prepare, because He's returning. And I believe one of these, He's going to return right during one of these feasts. And, and so I love how He calls us to, to move into a time of expectations that He can move us into a whole nother level with Him. That's the goal. That's what our goal is, beloved ones. We want to get prepared so that we are celebrating and experiencing Father God's holy days this fall. We're going to be ready for Him to do everything He wants to do in our lives. Welcome and shalom, beloved ones. We're beginning a series today that I'm calling God's Fall Holy Days. You see, as we look at God's calendar in the book of Leviticus, we find that there are two main seasons during the year where the Lord breaks into our calendar. One of those seasons happens in the spring and the other one happens in the fall. In fact, these holy days of our Creator that take place in the fall are considered the most holy days on the Hebrew Jewish calendar. I remember as a young boy growing up in Cleveland, Ohio, how we went to synagogue. It was such an important time of the year for us as Jewish people during Rosh Hashanah or Yom Truah that we're going to study today, during Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement. And then we celebrated Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. All of these, once again, take place in the fall. I want you to know that there's a window that's opened in heaven for us to connect with God. It's like an opportunity for a special blessing when we unite our hearts and our focus with the Lord our Creator during these special seasons. The Lord actually told us that these were His appointed days. I'm reading now from the book of Leviticus, we call it in Hebrew, Vayikra, chapter number 23, verse number 4. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Hear God's word for you. These are the appointed times of the Lord. Now notice here that it doesn't say that these are the Hebrew holidays or the Jewish holy days. It says these are the Lord's appointed times. Which Lord are we talking about? We're talking about not only the God of Israel, but we're also talking about the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're one in the same. The point is, beloved ones, is that whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, these holy days have application for you because they're your God's appointed days. Now, when we look at this word appointed, listen again, these are the appointed days of the Lord. What are they appointed for? They're appointed for you and I. They're an appointment for our Creator to meet with us because He wants to communicate something very special to us on these days. That's why you and I need to be expecting something from Father God during this holy season. 
You see, Hashem, our Creator, has set appointments to meet with us, and He wants to give us revelation. He wants to impart something to us during these special days of the year. So with that in mind, knowing this is for all of us, let's continue again. These are the appointed times of the Lord, holy convocations. Now this word convocations comes from a Hebrew word called mikrah, and one of the shades of meaning of this word is a rehearsal. In other words, these holy days had application number one in their initial historical context, whether it was 3,500 years ago or, or any other point in Scripture. They had application during the initial time that they were given. However, they're also prophetic. What has been is also what will be. They're shadows of something to take place in the future. So when we study these holy days, I'm going to point out, number one, what the application was during the initial historical context, and then we're going to look at what is the prophetic meaning. So once again, these are the appointed days of the Lord, holy convocations or rehearsals, which you should proclaim at the times appointed for them. Now we're going to continue down specifically to the first of the fall holy days that we're going to concentrate on. It's called Rosh Hashanah, also referred to as the Feast of Trumpets or Yom Truah. Rosh Hashanah means head of the year, Rosh is head, Hashanah the year, the traditional Jewish perspective is that it was on Rosh Hashanah that God created the world. We'll talk about that. But also we find that there's another dimension to this holy day that has to do with the return of King Yeshua. So let's look again, verse number 24 of chapter 23 of Leviticus. Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder, by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. I'm going to take that verse apart again, and I'm going to go just a little slower. Once again, verse 24. Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, in the seventh month. Now, the seventh month on the Hebrew calendar is called the month of Tishrei. So this particular fall holy day takes place on the first of the Hebrew month of Tishrei. Now it's going to fall on a different day on the Gregorian calendar every year because the Hebrew calendar, which is united to the lunar cycle, is not in complete correspondence with the calendar that we use for the Greco-Gregorian calendar, which is the Western world's calendar. Listen once again. Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder, by blowing of trumpets. We find two things here, that this particular day is to be a day of rest and it's to be a day that we blow the trumpet to remind us of something. What is mysterious about this verse is that the verse doesn't tell us what we're to be reminded of. So in order to understand what we need to be reminded of, we need to seek deeper into the Word of God. Listen again. In the seventh month and the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by the blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. So what we want to focus in on now, church, is what was the blowing of the trumpet to remind the children of Israel of? And what does the blowing of the trumpet remind you and I of today? Well, we have several instances in Scripture concerning the blowing of the trumpet. 
But I want to focus on the main blowing of the trumpet that took place in the book of Exodus, the book of Shemot, chapter number 19. Hear the word of God as I pick up there now in the 18th verse. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked violently. So something is about to happen. I mean, there are some supernatural cosmic things going on here. The smoke is going. The mountain's quaking. Something is going on. Heaven has come down to earth. Now notice the next verse. When the sound of the trumpet, where'd the trumpet come from? The trumpet, beloved, was sounding from the cosmos. The trumpet was sounding from the heaven. The mountain is quaking. The smoke is upon it. Fire is upon it. And a trumpet from the heavens starts to sound. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered. And so what we find here is that right before the Lord spoke, a trumpet sounded. And when the trumpet reached a climax of volume, God then spoke. The trumpet announced the kingdom of God. And as we continue to read in this chapter of Scripture, we find that eventually Moses went up the mountain to meet with God. So the trumpet announced that God was coming down to earth, and then it also announced that Moses, who's a symbol of the believers everywhere, went up to meet God. The blowing of the trumpet, beloved, symbolizes the rapture. Do you see it once again? The trumpet sounded from heaven. The glory of God then fell upon Mount Sinai. God spoke and revealed himself to more than a million Jewish people, Israelites, that were gathered at the base of Mount Sinai. And then Moses went up Mount Sinai to meet with God. I saw God do perhaps the most outstanding miracle I've ever seen him do in my life, where we saw a verifiable 15-year-old child who for the first time heard the sounds and spoke a word. God healed last night, was able to hear, was able to speak. It was awesome. When you prayed, the power of God touched this young man. He can now talk. He can now hear. is in his sister. Let me ask, could he, could he talk at all before tonight? He's talking right now. Could he talk? He never talked since when he was born. He's never talked since he was born. Come on, give God a hand tonight. This is the best time for me to see this. I only see this on television. Now I have seen it's real, it's real. Jesus really is working. 
Is God blessing your life through the teaching of Rabbi Schneider? Why not become a part in sending him around the world as God brings salvation, healing, and deliverance through television and on-the-ground outreaches? Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. As a thank you for your monthly support, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs. In Pursuit of Him, an intimate view of Rabbi's life journey. It was worth it. The amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider and Crusades Behind the Scenes, a partner-exclusive look as Rabbi ministers around the world. Become a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Begin your monthly partnership today. So when we're reminded of, the, uh, of something through the blowing of the shofar, we have to ask ourselves, well, what would the blowing of the shofar remind me of? Once again, back to Leviticus chapter 23. In the seventh month and the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets. And so we have to ask ourselves, what would the blowing of the trumpet remind me of? It would remind a Jewish person, beloved, an Israelite, of how the trumpet sounded from heaven back in Exodus chapter 19, and how God revealed himself to more than a million Israelites. He spoke, and then Moses went up the mountain to meet him. It's a symbol. It's a shadow of the rapture. Now, as I indicated, within the world of Judaism, Rosh Hashanah, or the Feast of Trumpets, is not only about this account that prophetically uh, took place in Exodus, but it's also about what Jewish people consider to be the new year. In other words, according to Jewish tradition, it was on Rosh Hashanah, that's why it's called Rosh Hashanah, once again, Rosh Hashanah means head of the year, that it was on this day, our mystics and scholars believe in the Jewish world, that the Lord, that the Creator, Hashem, created the world. And so they look at it, once again, as the birthday of the earth. And so Jewish people greet one another during this time of year with a Hebrew greeting, Lashana Tovah, Happy New Year. And uh, we, we look at it as a time of new beginnings. It's a very happy time of year. But in addition to it being a celebration of a brand new year that we're entering into with all types of new possibilities, wishing each other the best. It is also, beloved ones, a time where we're getting prepared for the next holy day. And the next holy day is called Yom Kippur. And on Yom Kippur, according to Jewish tradition, God judges his people. And so Rosh Hashanah begins what is known as the 10 days of awe. It begins a time where we prepare to meet God on Yom Kippur where he's going to judge each one of us and according to Jewish tradition, seal our fate for the coming year. And because Jewish people expect God to judge them on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, which we'll also be studying in this series, they prepare themselves during the time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur so that they'll get a more favorable judgment. And so this is why we're calling these days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur the 10 days of awe, because Jewish people are looking at themselves, seeking to make amends, to make things right, so that when God judges them, they'll have a favorable judgment. It's a season, beloved ones, of 
repentance. Because when Jewish people go to synagogue at the next appointed day, once again, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, it's no longer a festive day like on Rosh Hashanah where we're wishing each other a Happy New Year, but now Rosh Hashanah begins us to move forward in a season of repentance so that Yom Kippur becomes that time where we're very reverent before the Lord. It's a very solemn, holy day. In fact, in Orthodox synagogues, many Jewish people will not wear even their shoes to synagogue to show that they realize how holy God is and how serious this day is. Now, I share that with you because I'm going to continue speaking on Rosh Hashanah Yom Truah next week, but I want to encourage you to begin to prepare yourself. I want you to begin to look to the Lord and ask Him to bring correction into your life in any area that's out of alignment with Him. Because in order to receive all that God wants to give us, we have to be rightly related to Him. Now, it's true that because of the blood of Jesus, we stand before our Creator, we stand before the Lord, holy and blameless before Him in love. His love for us is unconditional. That is a fact. But on the other hand, we have to prepare ourselves to receive Him. We have to pre prepare ourselves to be blessed. This is why Jesus said, if you love me and obey me, I'm going to reveal myself to you, and my Father and I will be at home in your life. And so as we get ready now to enter into these fall holy days, I want to challenge you and exhort you to get serious before the Lord, spend some quiet time with Him, spend some alone time with Him, make yourself completely vulnerable to the Holy Spirit, completely open, not afraid of His discipline, asking Him to show you what in your life needs corrected. Because the Bible says if we examine ourselves, we won't have to be judged by the Lord. I'm not talking about fear. I'm talking about the fact that if we are not walking in obedience, because Father God loves us so much, He's going to discipline us. And discipline or judgment can hurt. It may be painful. Something may happen in our life that needs to happen in order for God to get our attention. But if we'll examine ourselves, it won't be necessary for Father to take those measures. So as we're entering into this season of repentance, beginning with Rosh Hashanah and leading up to Yom Kippur, I want to encourage you, church, open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. Just say, Father God, show me in my life what's wrong. Maybe it'll show you that you're gossiping. Maybe it'll show you that your TV habits are displeasing to Him. Maybe he'll show you that there's some other area in your life that's out of balance. Maybe it's what you're doing with your finances. Maybe it's the way that you're relating to your husband or wife. It could be anything. But I'm telling you this, God is continually cleansing us and bringing us deeper. And this is a great time of year. In fact, it's the perfect time of year to be cleansed by the Holy Spirit in preparation for Yom Kippur. I love you, beloved ones. I want to ask you now, just get on your knees right now. Let me lead us all in prayer. Father God, in Yeshua's name, we love you. Father, we want to walk before you in a way that pleases you. Father, we ask you right now to forgive us and cleanse us of anything and everything in our life that's displeasing to you. We thank you, Father, that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance and that the spirit of holiness is at work within us. So, Father, we confess our sin to you 
And we thank you for being a loving Father that disciplines everyone that he loves. Father, we ask you for your discipline, for your correction, and for your cleansing in our lives because we want to walk before you, Father God, in righteousness in a way that's pleasing to you. I pray that God's doing something very special for you during this important time of year. One of the things that scripture tells us that really helps us understand how much Father God emphasizes this time of year is the fact that three times a year, the Lord commanded the children of Israel to present a special offering to him. And the culmination, beloved, of these fall holy days that we're in was all of Israel coming to Jerusalem to present a special offering to Father God. I want to invite you this year to present a special offering to him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. If Father is using this ministry, beloved one, to bless you. The truth is we're reaching people all over the world, but we can't do it without the help of God's people. If God is blessing you through this ministry, if you're discovering more of the Jewish Jesus through this ministry, beloved one, I want to ask you right now, would you present a special offering to Father God through discovering the Jewish Jesus right now? I want you to know everything that you do is going to come back to you, pressed down, running over into your lap. God loves you. I love you. God bless you. And shalom. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your special Fall Holy Days offering to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I believe there's a heaviness on many of you. It's a weight of God's glory, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing because God is bringing us into alignment with himself. This is a special, special season where God is preparing our hearts that we go to a whole nother level with him. You know, I love what you said, honey. It's a weight, and it's a heaviness, but it's not the heaviness of the world. Right. It's like you said, it's the heaviness of the glory of God. And right. the, the weight of God's glory, you know, it's multidimensional. The right. fear of the Lord is part of the weight of his glory, but the fear of the Lord is clean. Right. The, 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 the glory of God in its most positive, uplifting aspects is part of the weight of his glory. Yes. And this season contains all of it. Yes. You know, Yom Kippur with the, with the weight of his holiness and the call to repentance, and then the weight of his glory that's on the Feast of Sukkot or the Feast of, Feast of Tabernacles, yes. which is also part of this holy season, which is a feast of rejoicing. Wow. So there's a lot that God's going to move us yes. through as yes. we move through these fall holy days. Yes, yes. And I love how you explained repentance, that repentance is, is it's a, a, a time of turning away from the old to go into alignment with the Lord in his new and he's always calling us to an upward journey of something better. You know, sometimes we think of 
this God in heaven that's like a taskmaster saying, repent or I'm going to send you to hell. But that's not our loving God. Our loving God is saying, repent, turn away from the ways you've been walking because I have better ways for you. I want to bless your life. Yes, repentance prepares us to receive. Yeah. When you think about that, that's why I like to pray for Father to discipline me because I want to be at a place where he can bless me. Amen. So if there's something in my life that needs correction, then the discipline of Father, which leads to repentance, is actually a gift because it's when we're in the right posture that he can bestow his blessing on us. Wow, yes, yes, thank you, Father. Oh, Lord, you have good things for our viewers. And so we just look with anticipation. You know, the, the feasts mm -hmm. of the Lord every year, he has, he's assigned us and told us that we are to, to celebrate and remember these times of the year. And I believe it's so that we look to him with expectation Amen. of more. And that's what we're asking for, Father, today, that you would prepare our hearts. Father, I repent. And Father, I speak on those that this resonates with. Father, we want to be prepared to receive all that you desire to do in our lives during this yes. time. So Father, we repent of anything mm -hmm. that has happened in our lives over the past year yeah. that is grieving you. Mm -hmm. And we ask us, Father, for the discipline of the Holy Spirit in our life that you would prepare us to bless us. Yeah. Father, we know that we're here on earth in order to meet Jesus, to be prepared to meet Jesus. Ah, and so, yes. Father, we pray that you'll get us ready during this holy season mm. to encounter you over the course of the next year in a brand new way. Father, that we would bring you joy. Abba, we want to tell you today that we love you and we thank you for your grace in our lives. I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh <laughs> Ya'er Yahweh p'nabelecha v'ichunecha Yisa Yahweh p'nabelecha v'asem lecha Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, his beloved child, to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the Word to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the world. During these fall holy days, we are reminded that the return of Jesus is near. Next week, join us and learn the keys to live faithfully expectant of the Lord's return.